welcome to the First Intuition Student Forum podcast. On this episode, I get to know Evie Todd. We talk about her career journey so far, her study techniques, and most importantly, her recognition recently for PQ Magazine Park Qualified Accountant of the Year. We recorded the session in front of a live Zoom audience, and if you'd like to join us for a future live show, you can register for them. We've put a link in our show notes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the First Intuition Student Forum and Podcast. My name is Ben Bullman. This evening, I'm not joined by Dave Malthouse. I have got a note for the tutor giving his apologies. He is absent this evening. He'll be getting uh, a cross on the register. His youngest daughter is a member of a theatre group and she is in a production in London this evening. So him and his lovely wife, Kelly, have gone off to watch that. Perfectly right and exactly where they should be. So I am, well, I was going to say running solo, but I'm not really because I've got another guest who is rapidly turning into a a co-host. And I've I've got really, really high expectations that she might want to come back and join us again for a future episode already. We've not even heard from her yet on the podcast. I'm going to say good evening to Evie Todd. Evie, how are you doing? Uh, I'm really good, Ben. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I feel like I don't want to step on um, Dave's toes, though. So I will come back as a guest, though. That would be lovely. But yeah, thank you very much for having me this evening. And although Dave isn't here, Dave is someone that you know and you've been taught by Dave, I'm sure. Also, Kelly. I sure have duo that that run the Chelmsford office because you are and have been for a while a student at Chelmsford FI. I sure have yeah so I um, have been with FI from level two AAT all the way to ACCA so they are literally family to me so I um, talk um, a lot um, with the marketing team as well and I call myself a fifth which is a first intuition friend. (laughs) So yeah a friend I love it. Um, I usually reserve that tag for people that come back for a second episode of the podcast, but I can already tell <laughs> you're going to be back on a future episode, I am sure. So go that. with that right away. You're already a friend of the FI podcast. Brilliant. Thank you very much. <laughs> so lots of study in Chelmsford. We're going to pick up on some of that stuff all the way through from AAT level two to where you're currently at doing your ACCA study with <laughs> a rather recent prestigious award as well but more about that towards the end of this evening yeah let's go right back to the start before you started your AAT level two yeah what what got you interested in it did you know what an accountant was what an accountant did why did you want to go through all of the sacrifice the hard work to study accounting yeah so I um I felt like a bit of an oddball really so I did A-levels and I still really didn't know what I wanted to do and obviously after A-levels it's very natural to go to uni so loads of people going to uni and I was like well I don't really want to because one I don't really know what I want to do two I, I don't really want to have that kind of debt and three I like living at home <laughs> so I knew um, uni just wasn't an option for me so I actually did an extra year at a local college And I did business administration and within the business administration course, there was a a big topic on accounting. 
so then I started kind of thinking oh well I quite like numbers so if you know me I'm very good with words and spelling and grammar and things I thought well actually I'm quite good with numbers so um I did a bit more and a bit more and then I thought okay well I've done college now and I still don't want to go to uni so I found a job and it was a full-time job um as purchase ledger for a FTSE 100 um and then I kind of learned more and more and I found out more and more about businesses and obviously accounting is such a fundamental part in a business. So um, obviously with the business administration course and then obviously accounting together, I thought, well, everyone needs an accountant. And I, uh, I love giving back and helping others. So I thought, actually, I could put these two together, numbers and kind of giving back and supporting people. So I thought, why not make a difference? And yeah, start studying accounting. So that's kind of where it escalated obviously from purchase ledger for a FTSE 100 and now a management accountant. Brilliant so you got the job role with the purchase ledger what particularly attracted you to the AAT and how did you find the brilliant team at FI Chelmsford is that where you started studying right from the the start? It sure was yeah it sure was so um, obviously within the accounts payable department a lot of people were studying so I asked them who they were studying with some were um, online so they were solely online and like self-studying then others uh, said they were going to a college and I think for myself I need to go somewhere and sit in a classroom and have a tutor to be able to actually revise and study and I knew that studying at home and online just wouldn't work for me so um, that's when I got in touch with First Intuition Chelmsford and I spoke to the lovely Kelly who was literally a godsend especially I had no idea like what exams I had to complete or um, what accounting board I had to start with and things like that so um obviously AAT have uh like a, a checker like a quiz checker that you can take and see where your knowledge is and things so uh Kelly recommended that um and then we kind of we spoke about my results and I said like what I was doing for my job role so obviously relevance in the workplace definitely contributes towards your knowledge and things so yeah so uh, I worked I worked closely with Kelly had loads of conversations about it and that's when she said well why don't you start with AAT level two? And obviously loads of people around me at work were doing ACCA or level four. And I thought, oh, well, what if it's a waste of time? Do I just need to get into AAT like level four? Should I just do it? Um, But actually for me, I think having that basic knowledge and starting at level two allowed me to kind of build up slowly. Whereas obviously some people could jump into level four and they would feel comfortable with that kind of challenge. But I think for me, with the working world being so new at that age, and accounting um and obviously speaking with kelly that we agreed that level two would be best for me so that's where i started really with aat brilliant and at that point did you get any support from your employer most students go and have some element of either a bit of funding that their employer will provide for them to gain the qualification or some time in the working day to study yeah. Or did you go it alone off your own back? So with level two, um, so it was the two exams I did, the bookkeeping, I actually self-funded because I didn't know if I wanted to commit to accounting. I didn't know if I maybe I should go into like business development and things instead. So I wanted to have a feel for it and I didn't want to waste like anyone's time or money and things. So I actually self-funded and I went to evening school, uh, like evening college classes, which completely can I just say have changed me as a person as well so I met a group of there's like three of us we're called like the AAT gang and 
obviously I started that in 2017 and I'm now actually doing ACCA with them so it's really nice and we're all at FI Chelmsford still so we're like a little family it's yeah it's really really nice so yeah I self-funded level two but then yeah I got um my employer um supported me for level three and four brilliant and so thinking back if you can do to that first level two exam oh god <laughs> gonna ask you what was the feeling when you came out and you checked your result can you remember back to that that feeling yeah I think um it was shock obviously obviously because I think it's such a um a new environment like going from a lot of coursework and things at a levels to actually sit in an exam in front of a computer um and then go into kind of like the reception asking for your printout and a bit of paper and they've obviously probably seen it before you have and they don't give you any like indicator and um, but yeah I came out and I was so overwhelmed well very, like in with happiness should I say so yeah it was yeah really really good and I, I think um it just shows hard work and like dedication to uh, whatever you're doing, uh, work, personal study, it, it definitely pays off. So if, if you were studying back, did you say 2017 when you started? Yeah, yeah. Wow, so you went through COVID as a student. How did that impact on your, your studies? That was so difficult. So like I said, there was like a group of us who have been together, um, since level two and um the girls actually said they weren't going to do it so obviously in the beginning uh, there was no online classes either as uh, it kind of just like uh, well there was online classes but there wasn't as well so it was a bit of a mixture and um, so when it was a backup and running I I spoke to my employer at the time and they said whatever you do don't stop they said if you stop now you're not going to get back into it and I was like oh everyone else is having fun during COVID like they're going out having fun in the sunshine and there's me like um, I wasn't furloughed so I was working in the day and like studying in the evenings like evening classes and things and I thought this is so unfair and you know like a, a stroppy little teenager I felt like I was but um, actually I think my employer had the be my best interests at heart and I am so grateful that they pushed me to carry on because I think if I hadn't it have been really difficult like I've had conversations before with other students who had a break for an extended period of time and the hardest thing is getting back into it so I think allowing me to keep that momentum of studying and things like that although it wasn't like the perfect plan and and I probably didn't keep to every exam I should have done at a certain time but actually just carrying on definitely helped definitely I think that's an important point to note and obviously Covid was a big thing that impacted on all of our lives For but sure. most students Covid aside will have something that crops up whilst they're studying yeah. and there is always the discussion should I pause should I stop and occasionally that is the right thing to do there are things in life that are way bigger and more important than study yeah but a lot of the time my advice to students is keep going if at all possible just try and keep going because I know and I've seen it so many times over the years if a student stops altogether it actually can go from weeks to months to years and even COVID now we're recording this in May 2023 and we've still got students coming back to us even now saying I was studying before COVID then I stopped and I'm now only just getting back into it which is great and we'll welcome every student back but you kind of do think oh, if you'd have only kept up a little bit you probably could have got a few more exams under your belt between then and now. 
Yeah, I think it's just adjusting to life. Like you said, like if it's been weeks or months and hopefully the adjustment wouldn't be too much. But when it's years, you're actually adjusting your whole life like lifestyle so after work you might be like oh I make dinner and I watch a film and I chill out with my friends but actually if you make sure that you're keeping yourself accountable by saying no actually on a Wednesday I have to study two I study two hours and I do this and it's like a shock to the system isn't it when you haven't done it for so long I think um I had a break between AAT and ACCA and yeah it was a huge shock to the system I think it was a huge shock to everyone around me as well they're thinking where's Evie gone like why isn't she out tonight or why isn't she with us and things like that but actually yeah I think yeah just keep going keep going <laughs> and I guess it comes back to getting that balance right doesn't it I'm sure you would say yes while you're studying your mind is on study and you're dedicating time towards it but I guess you do still see your friends outside of study oh, and you do okay. still occasionally cook a nice meal at home because it's definitely. all about getting the balance isn't it and finding time for everything oh definitely and I think it's about um setting yourself like realistic plans for the week ahead so um me and my other my my friend who I study with we do something called reset Sunday so we'll sit down together on FaceTime because we live miles apart but we'll sit down on FaceTime and we'll plan out our week ahead so um it, and we'll be realistic so we'll put in obviously a working days and things and actually on a Wednesday we might go out for dinner with family on a Friday we might go and cinema and things and then from there we say okay realistically when can I study and although it's it's only a plan it definitely keeps us accountable so we might not do that Thursday morning session because we've got something else we want to do but it's just making sure that we're keeping ourselves accountable and making sure we slot everything in because yeah if you work all the time or study all the time you're not actually going to enjoy anything and then it becomes like resentful doesn't it and yeah there's no point that's the dangerous place to go as a student isn't it once you start resenting it and you'll always have the odd day that you do that's natural but once you have more days resenting it than you do seeing the benefits of doing it, you're on a slippery slope to giving up and you can't keep going and going and going in those situations. Yeah. And I think keep having like a fresh start as well. That's why we do it like on a weekly basis. If we plan for the month, it would just go a bit wild. But say we didn't revise on the Tuesday and we meant to actually. OK, well, fresh start. We enjoyed our Tuesday. We went out for that extra meal with our friends or our extra walk and things like that and it's going okay well when can I slot it in and not saying I'm going to sit down for three hours and revise because it's probably not going to be productive at all but by fitting in say six half an hours throughout a week you could definitely do that that's a really great tip and thinking if I've had a bad week well at least it's only been a week seven days and I can correct that next week where if you're doing it on a month by month basis you can lose a whole month written definitely. off as a, a bad month Brilliant advice, Evie. I've got a few things burning away in my brain from what you've said so far, and I don't quite know which angle to go next. I think we'll go further in the study. So yeah. you've done your level two, you've kicked yeah. into level three. You mentioned one of the things that attracted you to accounting to start with was numbers and not words. And a lot of students then, when they get to level four, hit a bit of a wall and suddenly realise, oh, my goodness, in all of these exams, I'm now actually going to have to write or type an answer to explain things, not just crunch the numbers and show off my math skills. How did you cope with that transition at level four? Oh, well, I don't think I did in the beginning. I think if you ask any tutor at FR Chelmsford, they would have think I had a meltdown. Um I think stepping back and and understanding the exam and what 
the examiner wants from you. So um, I, yeah, I do like tuition revision and question days with FI. So they're really beneficial and um, practice definitely helps as well. But in those tuition days and things like that, they actually go through exam technique. So, um, and obviously on AAT uh, on the website and F, you have like the definition. So like when it says, and like analyze or it says explain like what the examiner actually wants from you and then once you kind of understand what the examiner's asking and then you add that with your knowledge you're onto a winner absolutely you're onto a winner and um, but also yeah practice 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 and I used to hate it I thought I'm writing for I feel like I'm writing for hours and I'm just going to send it to the tutor to be marked and it's not my real exam like what if it doesn't happen in the exam but actually once you've kind of practice so much and you've understood what the examiner's asking you for all what's going to happen on the day of the exam is they're going to have different numbers that's literally all that happens and I wish I kind of understood that and knew that before if you know what I mean so yeah that that's a huge thing to get like your head around is what the examiner is asking you for your for and um how you can kind of bullet point down as well by answering the question it sounds obvious when you say it, doesn't it? But yeah, yes. step one is actually answering the question that they've set, not yeah. just rambling on, but coming back to the key things they've asked. Here's a plug for a previous episode of the podcast. We talked about these these key verbs and requirements. Yeah. They've done one on written exam techniques. So if, if that's you listening to this thinking, that's where I'm struggling, go back and listen to the previous episode. And you're exactly right, Evie, practice does make perfect. It's hard, hard yards that studying, typing up an answer, practicing, typing up a written answer in the mocks. A lot of students skip out the written parts in the mocks and say, oh, I'll just read the model answer and learn from that. But actually you having to compose it in your own words is really, really important. And you'll start picking up stock buzzwords and buzz phrases that you'll see and think actually, that's a really nice one. If I can remember that, I'll put that into every single answer that I have to do on goodwill or on different kinds of budgeting or whatever it is. Um, thank you, because it is something there. And you're right. It doesn't go away when you finish AAT. If you go on to any of the, the further qualifications, they will all have elements that are written and explanatory. Yeah. And it's really replicating the key skill in the real world, isn't it? A lot of accountants now are required to explain things in words to other people, other parts of the organisation, other stakeholders of the business. Yeah, I would also say um, get if you do have a learning provider, I used to send mine off and I used to have feedback from them. And obviously that they mark and they mark exams and they've kind of been where we have so done the exams as well uh, and their tutors. So um, their feedback was really helpful as well. That definitely helps. And it's not just saying, oh, you only got 10 out of 12. They'll say, oh, how you can get them extra two marks or what could you have improved on? Or um, especially with like time management as well. You don't want to be type in for the allocated amount of time and and only getting say under 50 percent you're not utilizing your time enough so yeah feedback is definitely um a key help if that makes sense it certainly does so the next thing i was thinking and the next question going back you were working as a purchase ledger clerk that's where yeah. you started yeah at what point did you suddenly realize I can do so much more than just purchase ledger clerking. At what point did the AAT studies really facilitate you developing your career? So it was a, a really weird 
situation but I was volunteering at the same time so I've always liked to give back and like the community is such a big thing for me and um so I was working full-time and I was volunteering on a Saturday in a charity shop and um so I was in like the retail side of everything and um I then got approached by the finance team because obviously they they saw my CV although I was a volunteer they saw my CV and things um and they approached me saying we have a finance assistant role um available and well if you put charities and finance together at that point I just thought I was in heaven so um I went for it and I got it and one of the things obviously an interview it was progression so I mentioned I had studied level two and I was studying level three. I asked them if they would support me through level four. How would the role um, accommodate that and how, how how can my current skills and knowledge then grow as well as part of that role? Um, so, yeah, we spoke about all of this and I and I went for the role and I got it. And um, yeah, I, n- I never looked back, really. So um, I think without the. Uh, level two certificate I wouldn't have been maybe eligible for the role um, because obviously I was doing purchase ledger and I didn't have any qualifications um, but obviously with the AAT um, level two it kind of showed that I was willing to learn I was willing to adapt um, and I wanted to grow so obviously um, from a finance from a purchase ledger to a finance assistant um, I had so much more uh, of my knowledge and skills I could actually use so it, yeah it went hand in hand. Well done Evie there are so many brilliant elements to the story you've just shared with us there oh. one I love the fact you were using voluntary work that sounds great and, and really good causes we've done a previous episode of the podcast on volunteering so go back and listen to that one anybody listening to this tonight but what it did was increase your social network as well and definitely that does is just get you out there gets people a chance to experience working with you seeing you in action and my own view on that is the opportunities then come it's no coincidence that you then got spotted as somebody that wow this person is great working in the retail side, but did you realise she's also doing finance in the background? Yeah. This could be the perfect matching up. Um, so I don't currently work for the charity anymore, but I still keep in touch with every single one of the finance team. Uh, so we go for like monthly meals and things like that. And it's because we had such a good working relationship and we ha- um, our, like our values aligned, obviously, with charity and giving back, but also accounting. So, yeah, ha- just having them conversations and be willing to kind of get involved and put yourself out of them comfort zones. I remember talking to my manager at the time after like a year being there and I said like, why did you employ me? You know, when you have this like question in your head, I said, like, why did you employ me? And he said, um, it was my drive. And I said, was other people like more qualified and things for like, uh, did they have more knowledge and like more experience um, through like work and things? And he said, yeah, but because you already knew about the charity and I already showed like a passion for learning, um, that's what kind of got it for me. So when people say, oh, I haven't got enough experience and things like that, actually, it's you as a person and what value you can bring like you're the asset no one else and no one can kind of take that away from you so yeah put yourself out there and like feel uncomfortable sometimes like push yourself yeah people very rarely get opportunities come directly to them they they feel occasionally things happen and it's a bit of good fortune but I'm a great believer in making your own luck and if you put yourself out there the opportunities will be there and they will come across your desk from time to time definitely 
The other great thing I love is the ability to use finance skills in other areas. So you've obviously got a passion and affiliation with this charity. And there are lots of charities out there, all of whom have got finance departments. Yep. If you're listening to this, write to the charities that you care most about, the projects, the initiatives that you're passionate about. Tell them you are a finance studier, a finance student, you're doing accounting. They will usually bite your hand off to have people come and, and help them, assist them, even if it is on a voluntary basis to start with. That might lead to further paid employment, career development. Definitely. So we actually, when I was at the charity, we had three volunteers every week. The same, like the volunteers would come in, um, some would do a couple of hours, some would do a whole day, like we'd have lunch together. They'd always come to our Christmas parties. Um, I know as I was leaving, one of them then became part-time staff as well. So it's, I, I really don't, I really think it's not like what you know, it's who you know, and just putting yourself out there. Um, and like you said, like accounting is such um and I think it is such a, an amazing opportunity to be able to go into different roles, but also sectors. So if you're really interested in, and I don't know, um, cars and mechanics and Formula One, then put yourself out there. You can be an accountant for them. And I know like one of my friends, he loves football. He said his dream is to be an accountant for a football team. Um, and why not? Like put them both together. Everyone needs an accountant. Everyone, every business needs an accountant. So um, the sector or the role or the industry you work in, um, the opportunities are like, yeah, there's too many to choose from. So you mentioned completing AAT and then having a bit of a break before you started your ACCA studies, which is yeah. currently what you are studying for. Yeah. Why did you pick the ACCA and what level of step up did you notice and, and how did you draw some courage to actually move on beyond AAT? So I picked ACTA because um, it's a really boring answer, but I think a lot of people around me were doing it. So I got a bit of a FOMO, but <laughs> I feel like everyone does sometimes. Um, but also after a lot of research and a lot of um, a lot of thinking about how long it was going to take and what were the rewards first, everything else. Um, I think it's for me personally, it's such a globally recognised qualification. And I think it will will and has allowed me to stand out from the crowd um, because of the length of time and how accreditable, accreditable it is. Um, I think it shows you as a person as well. So you're going to spend three years of your life dedicated and motivated and accountable for this one qualification it shows to individuals like you're not just going to walk out next week or you're just going to give up kind of thing um but also I think that the endless opportunities it can bring as well I know someone who's just who's just qualified and he's moving to Australia because he can because with uh, ACTA he can get his CPA and then obviously um be uh, an accountant over there so I think yeah for me um it's about the opportunities, but also the resources as well. So the resources online and the support you can get from ACCA definitely stood out um, for, for me personally. Um, and obviously, I, obviously I'm a student there, but um, they I work quite closely with them as well. So I do a lot of case studies with them, like student case studies. I've been on their podcast and things. So um, they're really about students and the community and members and things. So, yeah, that's why I picked ACCA. 
but it's not easy. You're putting in a lot oh. of time and effort to your studies. You've already told me before we came on air this evening how long you'd spent this weekend just gone was bank holiday weekend. Yeah. You were you were studying. You've got an exam coming up next week. What are you currently studying for, Evie? I do. So it's FR and it's my final exam at this level. So I feel like there's extra pressure. Do you know what I mean? So um but yeah, so FR um next Thursday, so the eighth, nine AM. I know, I'll be there. <laughs> um yeah so fr and then yeah i go on to my final four exams which like i said to you earlier ben if you told me that two years ago that i would nearly be finished i wouldn't have believed you i'd have literally laughed in your face but actually i can see the end and i i kind of don't want it to end i think with my accounting like class like all the classes i go to um, and the community online um i don't want it to end i absolutely love it i'm going to come back as a tutor i think (laughs) watch out fi (laughs) chancellors I think you'd be a brilliant tutor and I I can't wait to I'm going to come so for any new tutor we get them to come in and do a test lecture I'm going to make sure Dave and Kelly tip me off if you come in to do one I'm going to be sitting in the crowd for that one because it's going to be a belter of a test lecture I'm sure oh I love it thank you (laughs) brilliant well good luck with the exam next week final week of study then so lots of final question practice scrolling over those model answers to see if you can pick up those extra couple of marks here and there I am sure yes so on Friday I have like I mentioned I um go to FI so I'm an apprentice as well so I do um tuition revision and exam days with FI so the exam day is on Friday so a couple of days away and it's where you do a mock uh, in timed everything like that uh, in the morning and then the magical tutors um, mark everyone's exam in like an hour. It's literally magic. Um, and then, yeah, we come back and we debrief. And I think that's so valuable. I think a lot of people do mocks and they go, oh, I've got 70%. Like, yeah, it's okay, over it. But actually, it's going back and debriefing that exam and looking, even if you got it right, like, why did you get it right? Because you guessed it? Or did you really understand why that was the answer? And then obviously the opposite is what you didn't get right. So um, with mocks, I try like at home, obviously not not when it's timed, but when I'm not timed, I try and write as much as I can for why I picked that answer. So then my debrief, I can understand, okay, well, I understood that bit, but that's where it went wrong. So yeah, debriefing is definitely a huge uh, tip for me. I, I always think with a debrief, if the, the exam, the AC exams are out of 100 marks, with a good mock debrief, I reckon you should be targeting 10 extra marks from whatever you scored. You should be able to find 10 extra marks that next time round you would get if the similar scenario or question came up again. Agreed. And I think for me, some of it is just silly marks. So obviously with ACCA, if if it's say pick two out of four and you've only picked one right you don't get half mark you get zero so for me it's so frustrating to think oh why did I pick the wrong one or what didn't I understand so yeah definitely going back what I love about you being a guest you are there doing it you're walking the walk as well as talking the talk and I know (laughs) a lot of students listening to this will really appreciate it it's it's different when me and Dave or one of the tutors say it we can try and convince you this is a good way to do it but it's completely different and way more powerful when a a real live student comes on and actually shares their own experiences if you could give one tip and I know that's a an awkward question because it's probably way more than one 
but one tip you could give to anybody listening to this that's currently studying that's really helped you with your studies what would it be Evie? Connect 100% connect to anyone so just connect with anyone so um I mentioned to Ben earlier that I have a study gram called only two nerds and the other nerd is currently here as well I can see him in the chat box so we have something called study gram which is called only two nerds you can find us at only two nerds um and we one use it to keep ourselves accountable uh so yeah originally we started off to try and keep itself keep accountable and making sure that we're kind of yeah just keeping on top of what we said we were going to do because sometimes you can you can like you said talk to talk but you can't walk the walk so we started by doing that and actually we then started posting about um our exam results and like just uh, debits and credits or about uh, ethics and principles and things um and what's really nice is we have so many people like in our dms or whatsapp they whatsapp us as well and and just sharing how their studies are going so far or what path they're on also we can find people who are doing the exact same exam as us as well so connecting is such a yeah a huge thing for me um and it keeps yourself accountable but also motivated and it's also realistic so if you're not having a good day and you kind of text your study buddy saying oh I don't know if I can do tonight like and they're either going to go it's okay you're human why don't we start again tomorrow or they're going to tell you to sort it out and get online with them. So yeah, connect. Um, even just by FaceTiming. So with my other nerd, um, uh, we FaceTime in silence. And I know it sounds really weird, but just having someone there. Um, like if they if he starts going on his phone, I'll be like, no, can you stop? We haven't done our thirty minutes yet, and things like that. So yeah, just connect with other people and support others as well. So only two nerds, and this is only number two nerds. Yeah. One, where can people find you? You mentioned Instagram, I think, but I also understand you're rapidly moving into the world of TikToks. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's scary, though. So I was so against TikTok because I think, I don't know, I, I get really addicted to things easily. So I was worried that it'd just be a rabbit hole for, like, it, yeah it'd be a rabbit hole and I wouldn't get out of it and I wouldn't be studying but um yeah we've just gone on TikTok so we share top tips about interviews or we share things about um apprenticeship we shared a lot about apprenticeship week um I collaborated with FI Chelmsford well we collaborated with FI Chelmsford and we did a video about AAT to ACCA so the transition like the comparison and things so yeah only two nerds we're on Instagram and TikTok brilliant and the name only two nerds you're a proud nerd oh I sure am we both are we love it so yeah we absolutely love it and I think it's a really important message actually not to feel embarrassed about studying it's something that you should be incredibly proud of and something that you should share with other people and explain the benefits of studying come when you pass the exams and you go right back to that level two feeling when you got your ticket saying I've passed that one to the career progression that's provided for you EB yeah and the the ability really just to help other people which seems to be really really important to you oh 100% I think I want to I feel like I've had such supportive people around me um even when I've had like struggles with uh, like work and things like that but actually having that support has definitely pushed me through like there's been so many times where I've cried to my boyfriend saying like I can't do this don't want to do this anymore and he's like Evie you're human like have a have a night off um but yeah it's just being able to like talk freely and 
and it, nothing's kind of uh, rainbows and sunshines and things every day. And I, I wish it was, but it's not. And it's accepting that as well, accepting that you are going to have bad days. You are going to have good days, um, especially with accounting. You don't get qualified overnight. It is definitely it's a it's a journey and it's an adventure enjoy it like I said I've been doing it since I um 2017 and I'm nearly on to my final four uh exams um and I can't say that I enjoyed every single minute of it because I'd be lying and I think anyone would be lying but actually just stepping back and seeing how far you've come as an individual as well and like my networking group has grown hugely just by kind of putting myself in uncomfortable situations and allowing myself to grow as an individual but also a professional. Your honesty will really be valued by students and listeners. Your energy and passion is unquestionable from the moment you came on tonight I could just tell oh, this I is love somebody it. that absolutely loves it and that just resonates and it's so infectious as well good That's something you can really use to, to motivate other people and it's been recognized I know. one of the reasons that we've got you on at the moment is you were away at a rather prestigious accounting awards ceremony a few weeks back in London were you not you have been newly crowned the PQ award part qualified accountant of the year Evie congratulations oh thank you so much I'm smiling so much because it still feels surreal like it honestly does if you ask anyone when I got the email saying I'd been shortlisted I was like what this is a mistake I was like who nominated me little old Evie from Essex do you know what I mean I was like no this has got to be wrong um so yeah I was shortlisted and I was like oh my god I'm going to London like little old Evie I just couldn't believe it and um when obviously they explained why like obviously all my studies and things but obviously with my online presence I guess now and trying to help others they said that was a huge thing that was recognized and um, so yeah I went to the event I was adamant I wasn't going to win and um, nothing was going to kind of happen but I was there just for the network and I knew that AAT was going to be there ACCA FI obviously you guys won as well which is so nice um, but yeah it was so nice to like meet loads of people on online that you talk to so um, James Rye he does a lot of ACCA videos uh, and he's obviously a lecturer at Lincoln Uni um, and he was there which was really nice to just meet him face to face because you obviously just message on Instagram and things like that um, and my award well, well the award was the last one of the evening so I was already feeling very merry and just happy to be there if you know what I mean in the corner um, and then yeah my name was called out and I was in complete shock I think everyone on the table was looking at me and I was thinking me really is that me <laughs> And I went down, oh, you have to go down these like big stairs. It's all very grand with the stage. Um, and the, uh, most of the people picked up the awards. They kind of like shook the host's hand, took the award, had a few pictures. Well, I went on stage. I was hugging everyone. <laughs> I just couldn't. I was just con contain my excitement. Yeah, it was amazing. Amazing evening. I remember it forever, forever. Well, really, really well done. Very well deserved. I have got no doubt you blew the judges away from everything we've, we've heard from you this evening. Oh, thank you. Last question, where, where is the award? Where do you keep it? Oh, so at the moment it's in my, my nan's front room because she wanted it for a bit. <laughs> I feel like it's a trophy going round. Um, no, but I made it to the, uh, the mantelpiece at home. My mum put it on the fireplace. I know, I, no one's been on the fireplace. 
<laughs> oh, bless you. That is so lovely to hear. As someone that really appreciated the sport when I was studying, I got from my family, my parents, my nan. I can only imagine how proud they are of you, Evie. So oh, I know. Lovely. Yeah. The support from my friends and family is absolutely beautiful. Even everyone at college as well, they knew I... They, um, the awards was the same day as our final day in tuition. So everyone was like, message me um, and like saying good luck and things, which was really nice. Yeah. So, and I don't think I would be what I'm doing and where I am now without the community as well. So it's a, a huge, it's a award for everyone. We'll share it. I don't mind sharing. Nice one. I predicted it at the start. I've just looked down the clock. We are now past seven o'clock. Oh, no. So. We're in extra time of the football match. The refs come out and held up an extra two minutes. Um, I knew this would happen. Evie, certainly a sign that we would love to have you back for a future episode if you'll come back and join us. And we'll see if Dave's available for that one as well. Of course. Yeah, anytime. It was really nice. And thank you so much to everyone in the chat um, as well. They've all said congratulations. And yeah, it's been a really lively chat tonight. It's been lovely brilliant stuff well thank you for joining thank you for giving up our time thank you for sharing your story i'm sure there's lots there that listeners can take inspiration from take learning from and as we say it's great to have real life examples of people that are there and doing it as we speak so keep up the good work evie go and check her out only two nerds instagram Find her on TikTok, see if you can find a TikTok that she's released recently. They also do Instagram Lives where you can go to a live study session. So go and check the guys out. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for downloading. Please continue to share the link with other people that you think would find the podcast useful. The back catalogue is still up there. So go back. If you've heard things mentioned in previous episodes tonight, go and find those episodes. Listen to them. Send me and Dave a message. Tell us what you think to the episodes, where you're listening to us. We love to hear that kind of feedback. But I'm going to say that's it for this episode of the First Intuition Student Forum podcast. Take care of yourselves and I'll speak to you next time. Bye.